Hello, friends. This is Darren Hayes of PigskinDispatch.com. Before we take you to your favorite Sports History Network show, just want to tell you a little bit about some merch that you can pick up that represents your favorite SHN podcast. So far, there's t-shirts, coffee mugs, and even books from some of the authors that do podcasts right here on SHN. Who could buy something better than that than have the history right from the, the gentleman that you hear talking about it? But we also are adding things each and every day. And where's that store, may you ask? Well, it's at SportsHistoryNetwork.com. Up at the top, there is the SHN. HN merch button. Click on that. It'll take you right to the store and you can be representing your favorite podcast and show the world that, hey, on the swag that I'm using, it's the headquarters of Sports Yesteryear, Sports History Network, and my favorite podcaster, the Sports History Network store. Shop there today. Blog Talk Radio. time to seasons past when 22 men graced the rugged fields of yesterday fighting for one more first down one more yard gain one final score which would bring victory after 60 minutes of battle on the gridiron tonight we'll explore the world of gridiron grace welcome to gridiron grace football on the gridiron grace publishing and broadcasting network in conjunction with Spook enterprises and we're live from the Wally for Connecticut home of Gridiron Greats Magazine. I'm Bob Swick, publisher and editor of Gridiron Greats Magazine, and I'll be your host for the show. Gridiron Greats is the only publication in America which focuses upon the history and memorabilia of the North American football game since its inception in 1869. We cover 150-plus years of football history and memorabilia, and you can find us on the web at GridironGreatsMagazine.com. It is at this time I would like to introduce my co-host, the senior <laughs> contributing writer to Gridiron Greats Magazine, a football memorabilia historian specializing in pre-World War II items, in particular Red Grange, and also Seattle Seahawk items, in particular Steve Larger. He hails from Portland, Oregon. Mr. Joe Squires. Joe. Oh, <laughs> uh, always good to be here, Captain. Always good to be here. I can I can smell playoffs in the air. Football playoffs. And I have to express my condolences to you to start off the show. <laughs> fill, fill us in on the debacle uh, in Seattle. You know. You and I have talked about it a lot. Nobody knows the Achilles heels, the weaknesses of your own team like 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 you do, you know, like like the fan does. I mean, you know, the Seahawks may seem spot on at twelve and four early on in the season, Russell Wilson and MVP talk. But just like anything, when you watch and you dig deep, you begin to realize where all of the problems lie. For Seattle, they were solidly in the defense. I mean, we had a you know like a you know four games we lost. We finished twelve and four, won the NFC West division. Mm-hmm. Second place was the LA Rams at ten and six. We beat them by two games. We split the series with the Rams this year, but our losses were you could just see people running it down the Seahawks' throat. The defense was porous. One time we were ranked like number 26 defense, you know, in the NFL. Uh, it's just like, you know, from the outside, you're Green Bay Packers, 13-3. and three. If you just glimpse at this, you're like number one seed in the NFC, first week by, 
solid team. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there are things you know about the Packers that, you know, the unless you're a solid fan, the other, you know, people don't know. Same with the Seahawks. Number three in the NFC uh, home field advantage, which, you know, when the 12th man is there, makes a big deal. Face our mm-hmm. NFC West rival, Los Angeles Rams, ranked number six, and get bounced at home. First week out. Have a little bit of rebuild kind of, next year. I was a little shocked. And, um, yeah. Um, remind me again, who's your defensive coordinator there in Seattle? Oh. I couldn't think of it. I was, I was trying oh. to think of it before I the show. I It'll can't come to think me. of his But anyways, uh, I agree 200% that the defense didn't even look prepared for the, for the game. And it really, really didn't make that much sense to me because, you know, you knew that you knew the Rams were hungry and they, oh, yeah. you know, they came, they came out like, uh, like, uh, bulldogs out there, you know, singing, oh, yeah. singing, seeing what they, what they did. So kind of interesting. The, um, yeah, they marched it I, up and down I, the field at will almost. Yeah, and the the only thing that concerns me this Sunday is um, the Packers traditionally are flat after a one-week bye. I don't know how this year is going to be different, though, because they seem to be a different team than they were in past years. And I don't know. um, They're playing the Rams, and um, I don't know how the Rams are going to adjust if it's bad weather out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, So I agree. That could be a – could be a real big uh, factor in it. So uh, be interesting to see. Rams quarterback has uh, three pins and a broken right thumb. That's his throwing hand. Packers defense yep. is just a lot better. You put, a, you know, the times the Seahawks put some pressure on him, uh, the passes went awry. They, they weren't as good. The Packers have the ability to do that with the Seahawks don't. Uh, right. you know, the Packers just, Flat out have a better defense. They can they can stop the pass. They can get the rush. I don't see them having a problem with the Rams like like the Seahawks did. But two teams, uh, the AFC, you know, uh, the Seahawks, the number three, lost to the number six division rival, and uh, mm-hmm. over in the AFC, the number three Steelers in the AFC North lost to their division rival, the number six Browns in the AFC North. So two home field. Division winners losing to their division rivals, both ranked number six. And I'm right, right. Fascinating. So, Steelers looked good. I had them going to the AFC Championship, uh, to be honest. Well, I think the I, I don't know. I I don't understand the game plan that the Steelers embarked upon. But you know, when you're down twenty-eight to nothing like that, you, you really yeah. gotta <laughs> you gotta correct Fair yourself enough. fast because. You basically you lost air the game out. in the first quarter, you know? Yeah, I agree. So, uh, I don't know what happened. That, that to me, was just a complete melt, meltdown. And for the Browns, i got to give them a lot of credit. I mean, they they showed a lot of guts through the whole uh, – yeah. for what they, they did. They had, their so, foot, they had their foot on the gas the whole damn game. You see a lot of, a lot of teams yep. cut up, you know, when they get a lead like that and then blow it. But think about that. The AFC North put three teams in the playoffs. Pitt. Pittsburgh at twelve and four, and Ravens and Browns both at eleven and five. The Dolphins in the AFC AFC East at ten and six missed the playoffs. Right, <laughs> ten and six, and then you swing over to the NFC where the Washington Redskins at seven and nine won the division. <laughs> right, right, right. The Super Bowl is definitely being won by. Uh, well, I don't know. Definitely is a strong word, but. I get the feeling that the Super Bowl is being won by an AFC team this year. Uh, I, I think it's the Chiefs and the Packers in the Super Bowl, uh, you know, this this uh, this year. And that's going to be a good game. And would First time in a long time, I- the number one seeds both meet up. Be an iconic rematch of Super Bowl, you know what, number yes, one. Yes, I do, yeah. yeah. And uh, it, the historical value of it would be phenomenal. But again, I still say Chiefs are a good team. But again, what happens if the Browns upset them this week? <clears throat> that would be a, you know incredible. That would be incredible. Yep. 
And and who knows? Call the, the Browns will be playing. Yep. Browns are playing the same. We got nothing to lose. So throw anything, so throw up? anything and everything at them. So let's uh, let's call the game for our view for our listeners here, uh, and uh, you know I'll I'll, uh, I'll call the game out. And you tell me what you think, and I'll follow it up. So, number one Chiefs against number one number six Browns. Who do you got, Captain? Who do you got? Well, I picked the Chiefs, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Browns do something. But I still got to go with the Chiefs. Chiefs, but the Browns make it interesting. That's definitely a good team to watch. I, uh, I'm digging what the Browns are doing this year, but the Chiefs are just too strong. Okay, our second AFC lineup, number two Bills versus number five Ravens. Who do you got, Captain? I got the Bills. Bills are the strongest they've ever been in years, and I think uh, they know what's up. They know that they got to win. That's what it comes down to. So I think they'll, they're going to they're going to beat beat them with uh, with these. Yep, I agree. Uh, Bills look strong. I watched the game where the Bills handedly beat the Seahawks, and man, does Josh Allen look good! All right, we're both in agreement. It's the uh, it's the Chiefs and the Bills in the AFC Championship. Who who uh, who wins that? That I give the edge to the Chiefs. Because of uh, they've been there before, they they may be more comfortable. The Bills are still a young team. I can see the Bills down the road being a Chiefs type of team two three seasons in a row. I don't think they're ready for it yet. Agree. Chiefs are uh, Chiefs represent the AFC in the uh, Super Bowl. I agree with you, Captain. All right, let's swing over to the NFC. Number one Packers against the number six Rams. Do I even need to uh, answer this? Uh, you don't need to ask me because you know my feelings. That's a frozen Bay, tundra. All the way. Frozen tundra. Green Bay all Green the way. Green Bay uh, all yep. the way. I know you have that tattooed across your your barreled chest, Captain. <laughs> Green Bay all the way. All right. Second lineup, second divisional. Saints number two against the Buccaneers number five. This is a good game. What do you got? I'm going with I'm going with the Saints. I really think the Saints will do it. I think uh, you know Brady's done a lot with what he's had to work with. Don't think he can pull another rabbit out of his hat for the for the uh, playoffs. And I'm going Bucks. I think Brady's got it. I think he's got a little bit more Ooh. left in the tank. I think he's got a uh, a very solid supporting cast. The Buccaneers looked amazing against the, uh, the 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 Washington football team, the Redskins at home, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in Washington. I, I I think Brady's got something to prove. I think he uh, he he does pull a rabbit out of his hat and he beats the Saints. So so to okay. you, it's Packers and Saints in the NFC Championship again. As you rip open your button shirt, exposing the Green Bay all the way tattoo, <laughs> I'm going to Green assume Bay all the way. Green Bay. Green Bay all the way. And, and me, for the Packers against the Bucks in the NFC Championship, I am also going to Packers, winning the NFC Championship, representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. So our lineup, doesn't matter how we got there, Chiefs versus Pack. Who do you think wins it, and what's the final score, Captain? Wait, read that the, the final score? What'd you say? Yeah, who do you think wins the Super Bowl? Uh, the, the Super Bowl Chiefs versus Packers, and what's the final score? Oh, okay. All right, so I'm going with the Packers, and I'm going to go out on a limb. Thirty-one twenty-four. Ooh, very good. All right. I don't disagree with you often, Bob. I hate to say it. I think the Chiefs have a little too much in the tank to uh, to get beaten. I'm uh, I'm going with the Chiefs on this one, 31-21, I will say. Woo! I think the Pack got it. Woo. Now let's play the wild. Let's play a wild card here. Where's the Super Bowl being played this year in Tampa Bay? Oh, boy. So what would, 
one would say somehow Superman Tom Brady out of the blue somehow beats the Packers on the frozen tundra and then plays a home Super Bowl game. First one of his career. That would be very First interesting. First one in history. What a, there's what never a been a home field Super Bowl. Right. What a what a what a uh, what's the word? What's the, the 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 most incredible football situation that could come to being? Tom Brady, second life in Tampa, the Super Bowl <laughs> in Tampa at the same time. Truly amazing, truly amazing. So I keep that in the back of my mind that that's a very strong possibility especially if they beat the Saints, as you're saying, this Sunday. So this this should be pretty interesting, very interesting. Oh, okay. Well, either way, this is, this is playoff football. This is what we live for. Uh, I, I love it. I mean, it's a reason to, you know, it gets dark at 4.30 here. It's a reason to be on the couch, drinking a beer, eating, you know, eating uh, chips and salsa and, and uh, watching football and some really good games, some really really good teams. I, I, it's, it's like I was saying, you've got you know three teams, and I got you know, you know in, in the in the you know AFC North that made the playoffs, and and just in the NFC, there's just a couple you know a couple strong teams. It uh, just seems like there's not as much parity as there is this year, but you know a lot of a lot of a lot of teams went out for COVID. I mean, take Denver for example; they couldn't field a quarterback. You know, in week ten. Right. So, well, I think I think also the other thing that gave the playoffs a lot more excitement. You had that extra wild card team, and that added and made to me for a much better flow of the first week in the playoffs. Why do you need two teams to buys in both divisions? Have the best team in each division get the buy, and that's it. You know, they deserve it. They got the number one uh, the number one record. So why not? So, I don't know. Agree. Sorry. We'll see what happens in the future, but I know our guest is here, and I'd like to introduce him to our audience at this time. Our special guest tonight has been featured in Gridiron Greats Magazine as a super collector of Cleveland Browns, in particular, Cleveland Brown legend Jimmy Brown. He has now been nominated to the Ford Hall of Fans by Jim Brown. This gentleman has been a guest on our podcast in past years, and I'd like to welcome to our show this evening, Brown, super collector and super fan, Ray Shudoff, Prisby. Ray, Hey, hey, can I hear that one more time? That intro was amazing. Just one more time. Just one more time. <laughs> Ray. How's it going, guys? All we need is, is the crowd uh, roaring behind you. <laughs> Bob's definitely got a flair a flare for that, Ray. Yes, yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> All right. This is the third time you're on our show. We've never had a guest on three times, so wow, you are being honored. I, I feel I feel I feel blessed. I feel blessed and honored. And I got I got to say this: if the national ever is close to where you are, where you're living, I really got to go over and see your your museum there because it's. I mean, I, I it just expands every time I every time you mention something. There's something new in it. It's just it's just incredible, truly incredible. You would, you know what it is? I, I got, I got, I got too much, I got too much time on my hands, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's the problem. I got, I got too much time on my head. I'm like, oh, an empty bedroom. Hmm, what can I do with this? <laughs> wow. And that's wait a minute, That's how the, that's how the Jim Brown room was born. It was like, uh, I got an empty bedroom here. What can I do with this? And Man, wow, wow. Hey, I got. I gotta lead off with the same question I've led off for the third time now. For those in our audience who don't know you, tell us how you got started collecting Cleveland Browns cards and memorabilia. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's, 
you start out as a kid with the uh, with the cards, um, and I probably collected cards probably probably from the age of like maybe seven to about maybe twelve, uh, and then I kind of stopped, I mean, and I didn't really pick it back up again until I got out the Air Force in '89, um, and that's kind of when I got. You know, I started with the cards, but then I moved into collecting helmets and then jerseys and then from jerseys, the pennants, and then from pennants, the bobbleheads, and it's it's an ongoing saga. It never, it never, the life of a collector, it never stops. That's true. and very true. Agree. Unbelievable. Man, you've got one of the most impressive collections, though. I mean, like you said, your entire you know, an entire area dedicated. And the, the other day, just when I thought your collection was that good, what was it? You post up some signatures, Bill Belichick on some benches back in on, I'm just like, what? you know, back when he was a coach after Alabama won the BCS, you're like, yeah, check this out. And uh, I'm like, this guy's, you know, show dog collection. The, the breadth of it is incredible. But you know what? I did okay, I bought that I bought that probably three years ago and the only reason I really liked it, I mean it had probably fifty autographs on it, but it had Belichick on it. So I was like, Oh, ooh, a Belichick piece, okay, great. And it was under a hundred bucks. So I mean, hey, that's that's a great bargain. And I got a call and and somebody asked me if I had anything from the last time that the Browns won and, and that's that's from that era. Uh, so they were over here looking at it, and um, I started looking, and I said, "Wait a minute, that's Nick Saban's autograph." And I and I and I kept looking at it, and I was like, "Why?" And then I started looking for more, and then it 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 was there's so many there's so many names on it, front office people, coaches. Uh, so, but yeah, to have Belichick and Nick Saban on the same pieces, uh, yeah, yeah, I. I've never had I've never had one, and it's the only one that I have. So, I, yeah, I won't be getting rid of that anytime soon. Uh, well, <laughs> that's a show, Doug. You, you you listen to the uh, to the intro where where the captain introduces me, and you know every week he's like, you know, Red Grange, you know, Joe Squire is specializing in Red Grange and Steve Largent. I'm a fan. I mean, I, I've been a Steve Largent fan since I was a kid. Uh, I've met him, you know. Before four or five times that he knows of, you know, I've obviously snuck in his house a few times, uh, you know, but uh, you, you are a fan and you are a true fan. You know, there are hall of famers, you know, people that, you know, you know, that exemplify the game, Jim Brown, Jim Thorpe is one of them. Steve Largent is a solid hall of famer, but he's not Jim Brown. So to have Jim Brown come to your house to look at your collection and to nominate you for this honor, holy crap. Ray, I've had goosebumps since you posted this up. This is incredible, just incredible. I'm so proud is not the right word, but I'm just honored uh, to, to share this experience with you. You know, tell our tell our listeners about that. How you found out about it? I mean, just to see Jim Brown knock on your damn door. Oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I have well, goosebumps thinking about it. Me and you both. But no, uh, so the Ford Hall of, the Ford Hall of Fame contest uh, it's in the, it's in the third year, and basically anybody can enter it. Uh, you enter the contest, and they want you to write a paragraph on why you're a super fan, and they want you to send as much pictures, videos that you have, uh, you know, to back up, you know, your claim that, you know, you know you're a super fan. And they get thousands and thousands and thousands of um, people who enter this contest, you know, across the nation. So they called me, uh, I'd say probably maybe a month and a half after I initially entered the contest, and they said, hey, congratulations, you made it to the next phase. So I was like, okay, great. So what, what does that entail? And she said, well, what happens is somebody comes out, and uh, they'll interview you, and they'll videotape some of your stuff, and, you know, that will be it. So I said, oh, okay, so how many people usually make it to this, this portion? And she said, oh, about 1,000. So this is where the ruse comes in. They, they basically 
they were setting me up because when they came, when the when the Ford Hall of Fame people came, everybody in the house knew that Jim Brown was coming except me. Oh, so, so we they they wow. got there bright and early, eight thirty in the morning, and they start videoing and um they did a whole lot of videotaping, uh, and then some, somewhere in there we did, the, we did the interview, and then we had to break for lunch. So after lunch, we were back in one of the rooms uh, doing some more filming. Uh, when one of the staff members, she yelled out, and she said, hey, Ray, um, somebody's knocking at your door. Were you expecting somebody? And I was like, no, but I didn't really think nothing of it because I just figured it was either a staff member or a camera person that they got locked out. So I went to yeah. the door. And I open up the door, and there in his Hall of Fame jacket <laughs> is Jim Brown. And oh. to be honest with you, I had to play back the tape because I don't remember what he said because I was just I was just kind of stuck. Uh, but what, what brought me out of it though, I out of the corner of my eye, I seen his wife. And I've been to a lot of shows, and she's she usually a company. Matter of fact, we kind of had a little thing going. She would always like, she would always see me. She's like, okay, what are you getting signed today? So she <laughs> she immediately she immediately recognized me, and I recognized her. So I kind of snapped out of it. Then you know, I was I was kind of like a twelve year old. I was like, Mr. Brown, Mr. Brown, come here. You want to see? Let me show you this. Let me show you my toys. Let me show you my toys. It was one of those kind of things. Um, but the really the really cool part was him and his wife when they came back to the Jim Brown room. Um, I was kind of explaining things to her because I figured that she didn't know a lot of things. So, so I'm, I'm explaining her. So it was kind of cool. We ended up, we ended up spending 20 minutes back here, uh, and, and people kept on coming, telling them, oh, we got to go, we got to go, and, and she kept waving them off. So it was really it was really a cool situation. And then we went back, and, you know, he's seen the rest of the house. Um, so yeah, it was. He signed a couple things for me. That was cool. Um, the the Hall of Fame. There was a Hall of Fame gentleman that accompanied him. Um, uh, he had him sign a jersey that he brought. Uh, and then I had again used sideline jacket. I, I ran get. Uh, he signed that as well. Um, so it was it was it was a great day. And then this morning when I got up and I said, wait a minute, your camera because I got cameras all through the house and I was like, wait a minute. The cameras had to catch everything, so I, I went back. Ray, you kind of broke up there. Bob, is that just on my end, or is it on your end too? You kind of broke up there. No, that's. I think I think Ray, you broke up. You there, Ray? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. No, okay. Now we can hear you. You broke just, up a little bit there, but you just, checked the cameras, and what did you see? No, I just went back. I got house cameras, and I, I was able to relive the whole. The whole moment all over oh. again. Wow. Oh, cool. wow. What? The, hey, Ray, I gotta, what? Ray, I got to say that oh, uh, I have watched, I've watched that little video of Brown coming, yeah. Jimmy Brown coming into your house at least 20 times now. And <laughs> Me too. It, it just, <laughs> no, I'm that serious. I'm that serious. You know, and what, what's so cool for me, you know, we've met at the National a few times. You know, we've talked on the phone, email, yada, yada, yada. You're, you're a longtime subscriber to the magazine. I just felt so good that somebody yeah. who has the passion that you have for yeah. the Cleveland Browns and for Jim Brown finally gets recognized for the whole country to see that this is what yeah. this is this is what fans do, and especially in football, it's too it's been too long that the super collector, the super fan really hasn't gotten the, the uh, recognition they really should get. And I, and I know Jim Brown and his wife are very grateful for your, your, you know, being a big fan of his. I know they appreciate that. But for me to see other collectors and other fans see that, I, it's just so cool for me. It's just, it's just great. Well, I'll you let know, you go back you know, to, to what you're saying. Go ahead. Oh, uh, no, you, you Ray. Ray, I, I want to hear you talk about this. This is awesome. Yeah. No, I was just I was, I, I was just going to add on to it. You know, it's the um, the 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 sport collectors community. They they really turned out and and, and support as well. Uh, you know, with the voting process because you know that sports 
was it Sports Collectors Daily? Um, they did an yep. article and, and a great article, and I wasn't even I wasn't even aware of it. Uh, but 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 and and then just across the board, all the collectors. I mean, everywhere from the autographs. Because you know the collectors is broken up into a lot of different categories and subcategories, and they're all everybody everybody is turning on in support. So so I I, I agree, and I know exactly what you mean when you say you know to, for the the collectors uh, to to finally get some recognition. Uh, it's, it, no, it is it's 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 a hum, this has been a humbling experience. It really is because I I just started out by just entering the contest, really really not giving it another thought other than. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I might get something, or maybe I won't. Uh, but never in a thousand million years did I think it would turn into this. Right. Was there incredible. something that you know when when Jim Brown is meandering through your collection and you're showing him stuff? Was there anything that you showed him where he's like, "Wow, I've never seen that before"? I, what, were there some items where, that he was really impressed with? Like, I I don't remember that. Well, well, the the main thing was, uh, and, and, it's, and it's always a, a cool trivia question. Jim, his rookie year, he wore three different numbers, and yep. I have yep. the three jerseys that depict that. And so that that was the main thing that I was explaining to his wife, and he was like, I don't, <laughs> "It was kind of funny because he was shaking." He was like, "I don't remember that," and I was like, "Well, yeah, in the Pro Bowl that year, um, somebody had thirty-two, so you had to wear number six. And then the very first game, you know, first preseason game." You wore 45, and, and so 45. You know, I was just going through that through that whole thing, and his wife was like, "Oh, okay," and he was like, "He was like, yeah, I don't remember, <laughs> I don't remember that either." Um, but no, the main wow. thing, the main thing that really caught him off guard, um, he did a movie. Uh, it was called Jim Brown All America, All American, and Spike Lee was the director of that movie, uh, and it was in limited theaters. So it, they had um, a theater-sized poster for it. So when we left the room, my whole hallway is lined with, 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 with Cleveland Brown posters. But at the very end of the hall, I have that huge poster, uh, and Spike Lee signed it, and he signed it. So we're, coming, so we're coming down the hall, and he said, oh, big fella, oh, big fella, oh, man, oh, man. I was like, I was like what's wrong? He's like, I haven't seen that picture in 20 years. And earlier in the day, the the camera guys they were asking me because in the picture he's holding a baby. I mean, it's a it's like almost like a newborn baby in his arms. And the camera guys were asking me, was that his child or was that you know a model or something? And I said, you know, I really don't know. So when he seen the picture, I asked him. I said, well, is that is that your baby? He said, yeah, that's my son. And I was like, oh, and I I have like three. Uh, extra ones, and and I should have just I should have just grabbed. I wasn't thinking, but I sh- but I'm sure. I, hopefully, I'll see him again. But I should have got one of those posters and gave it to him. Hmm. Wow, 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 wow! Yeah, the the video shows. Uh, you know the you know on the Bleacher Report. You know the you know the you know the fr- frozen frame where you know you have play is you know you and Jim you know, standing in your basement holding a, you know, a 32 Jim Brown jersey and just, uh, you know, him and his golden jacket in, just incredible. Man. Right, right. Yeah. It's amazing. That would have been the time to hit him up for that jacket. Like, you know, hey, Jim, you know, you mind, you know, you know, you want to, I'll trade you this poster for that jacket. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing. I have, I have, somebody on eBay was making, making, um, uh, Hall of Fame jackets, and I had him sign the one that I have. But when he came in with oh. his on, I was, I looked at mine, and I was like, uh, you know, that's not quite the same color. Um, oh. So yeah, that's 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 one of my. Uh, when we get to that part about things that you're trying to get, uh, that's one of my. To, that's on my to, to do list to get is one of those Hall, a real Hall of Fame jacket. Hmm. Now before we go any further. I want our listening audience to remember this website, FordHallOfFans.com. That's FordHallOfFans.com. You'll see Ray's little uh, feature on it with five other fans, and you're going to vote for Ray. That's what we want, hopefully, you're going to do. And uh, we'll talk about it a little more toward the end of the show. But, again, what, what an experience that was. That, that's incredible. Truly incredible. Truly incredible. Did you sleep that night? 
No. <laughs> to be, and to be honest, I I really, I mean, it's, it's like I, I just, it, it plays over and over and over in my head, and it's like, man, oh, man, this. All I can say is that's the only thing I can say. This has been a very humbling experience. I mean, just the the whole him coming and then all the fan base supporting, the team supporting, uh, the military community supporting, the sports collector community supporting. It's just, I mean, it's just support coming from from everywhere. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's just very humbling, very humbling experience. That's great. That's great. I love it. I love it. Uh, I I couldn't ask honestly for somebody to be nominated. I couldn't. I couldn't say there wasn't a better candidate than you because of your passion with the Cleveland Browns. So that leads me to my next question. And you talked about this numerous times. What's the top six and all the different things that you got? Yeah. And has it changed? Has it changed since Jim Brown? It's compl- it, 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 has, oh it has complete. Wait a minute. It has completely changed. <laughs> Matter of yeah. fact, I don't think I have. <laughs> I don't think I have anything from the old list. Uh, okay. So the, the the top two the top two things are the two items that he signed when he was here. He signed, like I said, he signed a, a thirty two jersey for me, and he signed he signed my um it's the cream color sideline jacket. Uh, so those are those are those are my top two right now. Uh, coming in at number three, I just recently found and this this is a, just a follow the Jim Brown thing. I found the 1960 tops uh, Jim Brown tattoo and it's on an uncut sheet. Oh, you did find it. Okay, good. good. Yeah. Well, the thing it wasn't. I always knew where it was. I just didn't know if I wanted to spend the money for it. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so I finally, I finally, I finally, I finally got that. Uh, at number four is we we talked about this earlier too. That toboggan that has um, Bill Bel- Belichick and Nick Saban on it. Uh, man, that's man, that's especially especially now because what Nick, Nick Saban has like what seven uh, championships now. Ring, right? Yep. Yep. Right. Yep. So so yeah, so yeah, that's a yeah, that's a that's a special piece. Um after that at number five, um it used to be the stadium that I had is it was a, a scale stadium of the new stadium. Uh it's it's like five yep. foot yep. by three foot. Well I recently I recently had the old stadium built. Uh and it's probably not it's about the same size. But it's but it's it's so detailed, uh, and it's the it's the old lady on the lake, um, uh, and it has the it has the baseball infield because you know the Browns always you could always see like especially late in winter you could see the the the, the lines from the baseball diamond, um, so yeah. And then lastly, I would say um, I have a five foot by three foot. Um, Kodak took a picture of the '64 in during the '64 championship game. Uh, and then they mounted it on this like plaster wood or whatever you want to call it, and they and they presented it to Art Modell. Um, yeah. And I was able to acquire it, uh, and I was lucky to get probably ninety five percent of all the living nineteen sixty four players on it. Wow. 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 That that top tattoo has been your avatar, you know, for a long right. time. Right. For a long and you've time. Talked about it. Right, you've you've talked about it before. What's what's the story behind that? I was completely unfamiliar with that until you spoke about it, Lasco. Well, I mean, it's you know, to me, I, I want to get every oddball Jim Brown, especially like during the '60s, you know, while he was playing, and that was one of them. And uh, I've only seen one that that actually came from the pack. Uh, matter of fact, one of the guys in our group, uh, he has it. Uh, so I've only seen one. And then the uncut sheet. So um, I was, like I said, I was able, I was able, I went ahead and pulled the trigger on the uncut sheet, so I could kind of mark that off of my um, well list. <laughs> wow, outstanding! Wow. So that you, tats- you said your number tats- one list now was a jersey that he that Jimmy Brown signed for you in your basement. Was it is that an authentic a replica jersey? How come it was? No, no, no. It was, it was, it was, it, 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 no, it's a replica. Go ahead and just just to correct you, uh, 
My stuff, no. This is all in the house. This is there is no no basement. My stuff, we don't even have a. I mean, we have a basement, but it's oh. not a useful basement. So, so yeah, no. This is. See, I live in a ranch style, a ranch style house. Oh, I beg your pardon. So I beg your pardon. Right. Oh, no, 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 no. It's I fine. live in the it's northwest. I, I live in the northwest. We all have basements up here, so I just assumed. Right. <laughs> my bad. Right. So, yeah, no, it's, it, it's just one big stretched out. My, it's like my dad, he's like, well, let me add a room here. Okay, let me add another room. So <laughs> there's just, yeah, it's just, yeah. So big big size ranch and everything is spread out. So, uh, but, yeah, back to that tattoo. Yeah, that tattoo, because the thing is, kids use them. You know, they would they would lick their lick their wrist and then put the tattoo on it and then boom that was that was it. So that's probably why there's not a lot of them, any of them uh, around. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna, I was yeah, gonna so, say that's probably one of the rarest tops inserts around. And you know, honestly, in all the years I've collected, I, I think I've seen one at a national, and that's about it. And it's pricey to say the least. So. I mean, a polo to, to get the Jim Brown one is just incredible, in my opinion. So, right, right, right. So, so yeah, that was probably one of the last um, big oddball um, items from when he from when he was playing that I that I didn't that I didn't have. Was that was that was that yeah that tattoo? Well, I take that back. I mean, I have a bazooka, but I would love to get the. The full bazooka box with the Jim Brown um, card on the back. Yep. <laughs> but I'm sure I'm sure that I won't ever find that. So go well, back to that. The jersey that you had him autograph when he was there is that was that just one you had that hadn't been autographed yet, or what's the story there? No, no, no. The the gentleman the gentleman from the Hall of Fame he brought it with him. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, okay, okay. Good. Yeah, right. yeah, he had he had Jim Brown sign it right right in the right in the room, and then Jim Brown gave it to me. Incredible! Wow. So yeah, wow. so yeah, that's a, hey. that's a that's 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 a keepsake. <laughs> the uh, off off script for a second here. Uh, obviously, uh, you know the new Cleveland Stadium. So when we when they had the national in Cleveland. Uh, I came in a day early, and I walked around the outside of the stadium, saw the statues and all that stuff. Pretty, very, very cool. I went into the little gift shop there, although there was nobody there, and I and I just poked around. My question to you: If you get elected to this, is the stadium actually going to do something for you outside the stadium, like a plaque or something? Do you, have you heard anything, or you don't know? That's I'm a great. Curious. That's a great, great question. And what I'm hoping, what I'm hoping is. I can use this platform to possibly get a museum put back in the stadium. That's yeah, okay, I mean, I could, care, I, could care, I could care less about a plaque for me. I, want, I, I would want to have, because all your, all your better teams, they all have a museum right there at the stadium. So, you know, right, with, with, right, with the Browns' yeah. rich his, history, um, you know, I don't see why not. Yeah, they, they definitely mm. use it because that's, you know, again, all those nice statues outside the stadium, the plaques there on that wall there, from what I remember, you know, they could make right. it a, a real nice, real nice stadium. It would be really very attractive because you go to the that uh, Rock yeah. and Roll Hall of Fame, and then you just cross the couple blocks there, and you're at the stadium. So it's be an easy, right. uh, an easy, uh, and it'd be it would be easy, and also it'd be very attractive in the off season that you'd have, you know, you could do both tours type of thing. So, right, right, um, exactly. So, yeah, that's the, that's the, that's the game plan. So we'll we'll see. Baby steps for now. Right. Well, uh, I mean, you you. So you just got a Hall of Fame jersey autographed by Jim Brown in your damn house. You just picked up your <laughs> uh, your tops tattoo. What is left? What's on your wall? Um, I mean, I've, I've seen the video of your house. You've got a you've got a museum. I, I I fancy myself a collector. You put me to shame, sir. What's on your want list? Okay, so um, there uh, they had a renovation at the stadium where, and they had these they had the um, is it Gary is it Gary Thomas the the artist who does all the um, goal line art cards? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Gary Thomas also did the pictures uh, that stood behind every bust. 
Uh, and I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, um, it was taking up too much space, so they had a, they brought a contractor in to take out all those uh, the pictures behind it. Well, somebody just presented to me they have the Jim Brown one that that was behind his bust. So I'm probably going to go pick that up tomorrow. So on my what list, before I even before that even came to the picture, on my what list, I I, I want a, a Jim Brown bust. That's that's one of that's that's like a missing that's like a missing piece. That's like a missing piece. Uh, so um, yeah. I, I would love to. I would love to get a Jim Brown bust. So, Gray, I want wow. to see you write that wow. down on a list and then cross it off. You know, because you're going to go get it, man. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, every damn day at, at the show dog house. And so then, if I if I'm fortunate enough to get the bust, then I want to I want to get. And it doesn't even have to be uh, new. They can give me an old faded um, Hall of Fame jacket. Just something, just a Hall of Fame jacket that I could get Jim Brown to sign. Incredible, just incredible. So those are those are my two. And like I said, the uh, the '59 bazooka box with the Jim Brown card on the back. Those are probably those are those are my three. Those are my three um, things that I, I'd love to get: uh, the bust, the Hall of Fame jacket, and a '59 bazooka box. Wow. Hey, I got to ask you a question, and this just yes, popped in my mind. It's off uh, script again. You remember when the last national was in Cleveland? Obviously, because you were there. I do. And, yes. Um, do you did you know the dealer who was set up that had all those Cleveland Brown team sets in his area? He had them all in binders. He had a, like a couple bookcases there. And he was trying to sell everything all at once or whatever. And I talked, I talked to him briefly. I mean, the, the stuff was so cool to to go through. I mean, literally had every card. But I'm just curious, did you know that guy by any chance? Or and you say you say he had he had he had Cleveland Brown team sets. Yeah, and they're all in, in sheets and binders. And he had he had at least a hundred binders there of all the cards. And uh, he was trying to sell the whole collection at once. And then toward the end of the show, he started uh, breaking it up. I'm just curious if if you knew the guy. I always wondered about that guy. So. Yeah, no, 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 because the thing is, once once I got all my brown team set, I've kind of moved away, moved away from cards other than the funeral. Yeah. yeah. Um, you, you, yeah. Okay. So yeah, so yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I don't even think I've seen him. Okay. Mm. All right. Yeah, he was he was like um, opposite from where we were, all the way on the other side of the show there. And that, that was, he was on the other side of the uh, Ferris wheel over there, all the way in the back. We were in the front of the oh. area, so. But, uh, okay, okay. I, I, was just, I was just curious, just curious. Okay. So you got the big three on your want list. Okay. Those are the big I'm three. Sure you'll pick up. I'm sure you'll pick them up with no problem whatsoever. Do you have any advice? Now, you're, you're one of the most advanced. You are the most advanced Cleveland Brown collector in the country, in my opinion. Do you have any advice for any beginning collector who's starting to collect stuff? And if so, what might it be? Um, well, again, it, 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 if they're into autographs, I would just say, hey, go to the training camp, uh, mail-in. They got, there's a lot of mail-ins now. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's, it's so different from when, when we collected because, you know, you could get – a pack of cards for a quarter, and now they're yeah, like yeah. five bucks. So you kind of got you kind of got to have deep pockets uh, starting out um, if you're going to start. You know, if you're going to start with the collecting cards. But I would just say, I would just say, um, collect whatever fun, and uh, I would start. To be honest with you, I would start off with um, doing mailing stuff because you can, because you can get so many mailings stuff for free if you write a nice little letter and say, Hey, listen, I'm I'm a new and especially if it's a kid and he and he puts the picture on there in there too, you should probably get anything. Um but yeah, I would just say just have fun with it. Um and have some deep pockets. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Wow. Just Unbelievable. I'm, I'm just I'm impressed. I'm I'm just impressed. All right. Ray, uh, yeah. I think we're. All right, Ray. Who you? 
We're, you, you, yeah, Ray, no you kidding. made us speechless because, because we don't know what to say. <laughs> I mean, we're, I, you know, all the years I've been, all the years I've been, I've been looking at people's collections and everything. I mean, I've been floored at some stuff, but to, to see yours, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm speechless from it. I don't, I don't know what to say. I mean, uh, it's just incredible. It, it's, yeah. it's truly incredible, and the, and the way you got everything displayed is just so. So perfect, and it's so you know. It's like walking in a museum for crying out loud. That's incredible. That was, yeah. that, was the, that was the effect that I was going for, and, and thank thank you thank you for your kind words. Yeah, that's a great way Bob put it. Speechless. Uh, you know, we, you know, Bob said you're the premier Cleveland Browns collector. I, I, I would remove that Cleveland Browns asterisk. That you are one of the premier collectors we've ever spoken to. Uh, you know, we've spoken to a lot of lot of people on this show I, I don't know anyone who's had jim brown come to their house you know that, that's just incredible right uh, and it. you know and you know um, and you know guys that's 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 the blessing because somebody asked me well what if you what if you win what if you don't win and i'm like are you serious i already won jim brown yeah. came to my house i already won what are you talking about <laughs> i mean yeah so no 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 uh, yeah yeah this is Anything after Jim Brown coming to my house is like the um, dessert because I've already had the Absolutely. main course. Absolutely. And again, uh, quick question. And again, quick question for you, Ray. This Sunday, the Cleveland Browns take on the Kansas City Chiefs for the playoffs. Who do you got and why? 37-34 Cleveland. Cleveland's going to jump out to a right, big lead. Yeah. Cleveland's going to jump out to a big lead. Then they're going to release them horses and, and slow the game down, keep Mahomes off the field. Uh, Mahomes is going to make a, a comeback late in the game, but it's not going to be enough. You heard it here. Wow. 37-34 Cleveland upsets the number one and uh, AFC-ranked Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes goes home and I, empty-handed. And I can see – I can see on the sideline already Andy Reid, expressionless, staring in space <laughs> with that deer in the headlight look. What just happened? What the hell happened? Yeah. I can just see it. That, and before that, that, before that. Ray goes, before Ray goes again, Ford Hall of Fans dot com, Ford Hall of Fans dot com, and. Get in there and vote if you haven't voted for Ray. I know we have a uh, massive network of individuals who are yep. voting for Ray as the number one Did fan. He? Probably probably the number one fan in the sport of fans for Friday all of I don't say how yeah. they compete with you some of the other years. Ray, do they, do they let you know um, any indication uh, on how the voting is going? I mean, you 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 no. you've really been tracking uh, you know, on all of our collections. Well, well, really here's, 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 here's the thing. You don't have to be a collector to be a, a fan because last year one of the winners she made she made puppets. She didn't have a collection at all, so it's not the, the criteria isn't only you know just you know as a collector. I just happened to get in because you know because I'm a collector, but you got guys that. One guy he dresses up uh, for the game. He's never he's never missed a game in 20 years. So there's just all different, yeah. you know, fandoms out there. So yeah, I, yeah. I, and the thing is, you never know how the vote is going. So I, I'm, I always feel like I'm behind. So I need yeah, I need you to get out there. www.fordhalloffans.com. Ford Hall yeah. of Fans. You heard it from the super fan the number one fan in the country of the Cleveland Browns. So let's let's see some votes up. This is going to go up. This uh, podcast will go uh, be uploaded in about 20, 25 minutes. So it could could shut down the servers at FordHallOfFans.com. Hopefully the people vote. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, guys. Thank, thank you. Hey, thank you guys so much, man. I really, I really appreciate you. I appreciate this. Um, I'm living. I'm yeah, living a dream. One, one yeah, more thing. Indeed. One more thing. When you get your next issue of Gridiron Greats Magazine, which is in the mail, you also see. Uh, I put it in my column for this issue, and uh, although it came out a little later than expected, hopefully it gets a few more votes from there too. So, hopefully it'll work out. 
Good man. Ray, Thank you. Shut up. Christy, number one Cleveland Browns <laughs> fan in America. And Great Iron Grace, the podcast thing. Ray, thanks for being on. We appreciate it. We'll be in touch. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Wow. Captain. Joe, I'm, I'm speechless. Yeah. I'm just speechless. That is the collector royalty there. Literally, like, you summed it up. We're speechless. I've just, I've, he, he's always, you know, you know, Show Dog's always had an impressive collection. I mean, we had him on a show, what, eight years ago when I bought the, uh, you know, 46, you know, uh, Sears Cleveland Brown untouched. Jim Brown, yeah. I, I, was ta- I was talking to him on the phone and realized how, how massive of a collection, you know, you know, this gentleman had, uh, uh, you know, he, he's he, he's pantheon of collectors. Uh, I, I don't know anyone who's had Jim Brown come to their home. I mean, when you think about top five Hall of Famers, Jim Brown's on there. Right. It's right. Uh, you know, right. incredible. Just, just, just an amazing collection. And, again, this is the beauty of our hobby because we have collectors like Ray and others who are – Passionate about their collections, they have amazing collections. It's just, it's just incredible. It's just incredible to talk to, talk to him again for the third time now, and uh, and listen to his story. And I truly hope he does win this uh, Hall of Fans uh, contest because he uh, he he really deserves it to say the least. Truly deserves it. Well, All right, I, we're entering in our two minute warning and wrap up. And Joe, I'm going to hand off to you. To get started tonight. Solidly, the amount of people that have voted a dozen times for Ray just on our, uh, you know, vintage football card community, our VFC community, uh, should yep. carry the day. To your average fan, even if he reaches out to friends, you know, or to the other five people on that, you know, the the, the, the Ford fandom, if they reach out to everybody they know, it's not enough yep. you know, for the hundred yep. plus people on our VFC community voting. So, yeah. uh, I, 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 I sincerely see Ray winning this, walking away. I hope so. I hope so. And again, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get excited until the day it's drawn and he's announced. Hopefully, and then I'll say that that's one of the, one of my best moments in memorabilia, football memorabilia, is knowing someone getting that honor and someone who deserves that honor like he does for his collection because it's incredible. He is a super fan. I don't care what anybody says. You know, and again, like he said, that not everybody is a collector on, uh, who's been nominated. There are people that, you know, go game in and game out, so on and so forth. And I remember if this is the same thing, either in the first or the second year they did it, um, there's a guy who dresses up for the New York Jet games who's in like a um, – they call him the chief. He has a fire chief helmet on, and uh, he's been to literally every game. I don't know for twenty five years, thirty years, or whatever. And you see him at a game. I've seen him this several times. I've been, I've seen the Jets play, and uh, he's a super fan, but he's not a super collector. You know what I mean? There's the difference. Ray's a super fan and a super collector, and that that's that can't be beat, as far as I'm concerned. Can't yeah, be beat without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, it, Again, I'm I'm a fan. You, as I mentioned, you rattle off Red Grange and Steve Largent as you know at the introduction to each show. Uh, you know, yeah. you know, and you know that you know what my Red Grange collection is. Nothing, you know, nothing in my collection compares, you know, to you know to Jim Brown knocking on my door. Right. Exactly. Right, we're almost down to a minute. Check out our website, gridirongreatsmagazine.com. If you're not a subscriber, what are you waiting for? Gridirongreatsmagazine.com. Wrapping it up. Exactly. Ten seconds, Joe. Last thoughts. Ah, stunned. Just stunned. Some good football this weekend, Captain. I will be uh, texting the crew, enjoying the banter. Should be some interesting games. And uh, man, oh, man, if Cleveland beats Kansas City, that'll be amazing. And uh, who knows? About. The the football gods may be uh, talking up there, and they're saying, "Hey, we're going to switch things around a little this uh, 
the season. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. unbelievable. All right. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back hopefully next week with another podcast. Until then, take care. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Do you wish you knew more about the 100 seasons of the NFL? You're in luck because you found the Football History Dude Podcast, where each episode is a journey back in time to learn about the rich history of the NFL. From the founding of the league in an auto showroom, all the way to what it is today, America's favorite sport and a behemoth of an industry. My name is Ernie Chapman. Football is my passion, and I want you to come along with me each week to explore the yesteryear of the gridiron. So hop on board, my DeLorean, and let's get this baby up to 88 miles per hour. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.